This is Giggles in Gratitude, our bonus episode every Sunday of our podcast, You Know Something with Dina and Tia. I'm Dina. And I'm Tia. How's it going, Tia? It's going. Good. It's going. <laughs> it is going. It doesn't it always go? It doesn't stop, does it? No, unfortunately it does not. I heard someone, I'm trying to think who it was the other day, say, you know, you, you and I were talking about best friends and how you... Best means the best, the one, but you feel like you have a lot of what you would call best friends, or mm-hmm. you don't like the word best. And this guy said you should say, like, bestie Tia. So I would call you, hey, bestie Tia. And then you could have, like, bestie Kim, and I could have bestie Pat. I thought that was kind of cute. That or, is or cute. Or is it sickening? Okay. I didn't know if it was sickening or cute, but so I think I'm going to start calling you bestie Tia. Okay. You can, you can just call me T. <laughs> <laughs> That's even easier. <laughs> okay. okay, I've got to tell you what I did. Okay. Only because I thought, now I know, except it wasn't on the level of your embarrassment. Oh, what is? But, no. <laughs> I was coming out of the grocery store, and so I was kind of in a hurry because I just picked up a few items. Got into my car, and I looked down, and I thought, well, you don't drink Coke. Oh, no. Don't tell me. I was. I literally got into somebody else's car because it was unlocked. And then I looked around. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was on the driver's side. Oh, my gosh. Literally. But there was nobody in the car, thank God. Because not like you when you were, like, having to say hi. Hi, honey. So they had your car unlocked. That's weird. No, it's completely unlocked. And there was a Coke in the console. And I was like, I don't drink Coke. Did you, like, look around to see if anybody saw you? Yes. I've never gotten out of a car so quick. I honestly felt like a roadrunner. I I swear, I think I had smoke behind my feet. And I was on the other aisle. Oh, you were the next one down. Yes. Oh, well, that's, I mean, how many white cars are there? Loads. Loads of white cars. Did you feel like you had done something illegal? I mean, did you, oh, I guess it was, wasn't it? Breaking and entering. Well, I wasn't right. It was open, and I thought it was my car. But I was thinking, how lucky am I that somebody didn't walk and think I was trying to steal their car? <clears throat> right. Ugh. That would be weird to be walking up with your full car, do 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 do, and you think, "There's a woman getting in my car right now." Right. But would... see, I only had bags because I know probably their hatch wouldn't have been unlocked. Yeah. Or I would have loaded my car. <laughs> <laughs> been a nice gift wouldn't it if you had loaded all your groceries in the back shut the back walked to the driver's side got it and realized it wasn't your car would you just run away and give him your groceries i think i would because i would wait a minute i didn't stop sweating until i got home i mean i was pouring sweat because it's like i cannot believe i did this and then thinking about you getting in the car with people it's like, had I done that, I probably would have pottied on myself. <laughs> that reminds me of what I thought you were going to say, and I've probably told you this before. I was grocery shopping one time, like big grocery shopping, and had a lot of stuff in my cart. And I, I like to leave my cart at the end of the aisle, take my wallet with me, and just run through that aisle, grab what I need. Now I don't have to keep turning my cart going down. And, and if I don't need anything in that aisle, then I'll just run back up. And I did that, and I ran back up, grabbed my cart, took off, put a bunch of stuff in it, 
got up to the register and I saw diapers <laughs> and beer, like Bud Light. I don't drink beer and I don't have a baby. And I thought, oh, good Lord. You took somebody else's. Yeah. Okay, well, that's exactly why I will not do that. I why, not... you won't leave it? Oh. No, because somebody took mine. They did take but it. But I did not what have Bud Light and Okay. <laughs> I can assure I you. Say, wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> that was my bed light and dive. <laughs> Dad, darn, darn it. It's funny because I had a whole bunch of stuff of mine on top. I didn't even notice. So I had already unloaded a bunch on the conveyor belt. And I was like, diapers? Diapers? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> How old am I? <laughs> if I drank all that beer, I would need diapers for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was like the Twilight Zone. It took me a while to... I thought, bless somebody's heart, had to start all over again, grocery shopping. And I had didn't have a lot of stuff I had already gotten and put in the cart, too. So it was just a disaster. So I just went home. Wow. I know. Oh, that's what you're going to say. I'm going to say, oh, you're my sister. <laughs> Dude, nope. <laughs> that is so funny. I, I'll do a gratitude. How about that? You know, I've been really sick. I know people are sick of hearing of it. Got, still got a little bit. If. 100% is completely sick. I'm probably like 75 right now. So it doesn't sound like a lot better. 75%, but I feel so much better. Right. Still a little froggy. If I laugh, I get a little... I still don't know what it is. I got some antibiotics, went on those. So some sort of inflammation of something or other. But uh, I teach Sunday school, three to five-year-olds. I've probably mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's bigger deal than you'd think. And I think you've done it occasionally, too. Uh, before three-year-old, you know, you're just keeping them alive, like I say, playing with them, changing their diaper, giving them a snack. Three to five, you're really trying to teach them something. So right. it's, you have to be on your game. Right. You, know, you still have to keep them alive and mm-hmm. keep them from killing each other. Well, just for fun. Yeah. But you have a lesson. You have projects you have to do. You have a message you're trying to get across. You know, you really, and I really strive to do that. You know, I think this is my chance to do something and could really form something in their brain that they go back to later. So it takes a lot of energy. So what happens is, you know, they send you a little email or a text says we, that we want you to work, hit accept or decline. And I had to decline last Sunday. I just thought, I can't, I can't do it. Right. I can't talk. I can't stand up there. I'll, I'm afraid I'll drop the ball, you know, mm-hmm. and not do what I should do. And I thought, it's going to be nice to just lay in bed and rest and watch the sermon on YouTube and just take it easy. And I really missed those little Petri dishes, you know. That keep me sick all the time. I really do. I really did. I couldn't believe it. But, you know, they're so good at, you lean over them and they sneeze in your face. Right. Or they just cough like, it didn't occur to them that they're spitting one everywhere. Right. Especially in your long hair. Exactly. That's right. Because Mm. long hair carries germs. Go back and listen to hair. I know. Maybe that's my problem. But, yeah, I just so, what sometimes seems like, I don't want to say a burden, that's a strong word, but. You know, when you volunteer, you're sacrificing, quote, your time to do something. So you're not like, oh, I'm going to go enjoy myself today. I'm going to go do this service for God. Mm-hmm. And when you're not doing it, you realize, no, it's a blessing. and a, To you. Yes. So I'm grateful for those Sundays that I do that. That's Even awesome. Sometimes it's tiresome and you feel like, ah, oh, I made it. We're always like when it's finished. We made it. Yeah. They're all alive. We made it. We taught them something, but. I think sometimes illness makes you appreciate the things you take for granted. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh, I absolutely would think that. Yeah, I mean, for you sure. would certainly know because you have your issues too. And when you don't have them temporarily, or you're allowed to do something that that illness was keeping you from doing, it's just so much sweeter. And 
and this plays on Sunday, so while you're, if you listen on Sundays, I'll be in there with the little Rugrats, probably catching something new. Getting sneezed on, coughed on, <laughs> everything else. Exactly. But, you know, you're not expected to do it forever, and, you know, you go to a different department if you want, and I kind of thought, maybe this season, when the season's over, I'll try something different, but I don't know. I think I found my place. Yeah. Maybe I just need to wear a mask or up my immune vitamins or something, but I really enjoy it, and I'm really blessed and want to. Maybe it's what you were called to do, period. Maybe so. So it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm grateful for That's awesome. Well, um, my gratitude is something that I don't know. I I think entirely too much, especially at uh, night no. when I'm supposed to be sleeping. Yeah. Um, and I can't shut it off. Mm. But I went to a seminar, and it was like on motivation. You know how to motivate. You know when I was in sales as a motivational speaker, but it just clicked. I don't know how in the world this came back to me, but he was talking about people in your balcony. Oh, I've never heard that expression. Okay. People in your balcony are the people that push you to do more, to do better, to be successful, to push you to the ends where you don't think you can. Not push you off the balcony. No, no, no. Okay, the people in your balcony are the people... These are the people that are in your balcony. In your balcony right now, your dad is in your balcony. Ah. Okay, because it can be people that are alive or people that have already passed on that are in your balcony right now, saying, "Go, baby, go, baby." Like, go, mm. Dina, go, Tia. In whatever we choose to do, like in life. Okay. You know, so it then that made me think about when we did those marathons. Mm-hmm. And all of our people in our balcony were cheering us on. And I don't know why that hit me, but it just, God, obviously. I mean, he he holds the balcony of right, people. You right. know what I'm saying? And so, I don't know. It just really, whew. So, who, do you, who was in your balcony, you think, what first comes to mind? Oh, my, my grandparents, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think Sharice, Stacy. I've lost so many friends. Mitzi, I don't know whether it really makes me sad. I just think, uh, obviously. I mean, I don't bring her up because it makes me cry. She's like the cheerleader. Yeah. Making them do the wave. Okay, do the wave. I have to just keep that (laughs) away, but um, just because I miss her so much. And then, you know, seeing the devastation in like Maui. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Horrible. And I was just thinking. it's almost like it's, it takes your breath away. Yeah, yeah it's too much to digest. It is. You can't it, believe what you're seeing. What? And you feel helpless to do anything. And well, th- there's multiple organizations that are places to give, to help, and it goes directly to the people that need it or supplies. And I gave to the Convoy of Hope. I've never heard of um, They already had feet on the ground the day after it happened. And they are, I mean, these are volunteers, and every single penny goes directly to the people in need. I mean, they were already on the ground with water, diapers, formula, everything. Wow. And so it's not that I feel grateful, (laughs) you know, for that to happen, but I'm just grateful there are people that were already there to help because mm-hmm. watching those people being interviewed, 
huh, I was sitting there. I was like, <gasps> I was I had just nowhere to squalling. Go. Yeah, they had nowhere to go. And I don't know by the time you listen to this, I don't know what the latest news will be, but the news I heard was that the person responsible for hitting the alarm, that the fire, he didn't hit the alarm. You know, I'm not blaming him because I don't know what the situation is. I saw where he resigned. But it just hit people by surprise. Right. You know, it just, a wildfire will hit you by surprise anyway. But if you have a emergency system in place that's not initiated, then you're just blindsided. I mean, you're just, how fast can you run? Right. Basically what it is. And it, it, Kim, her brother, has a really good friend over there. He lost everything. Oh, I mean, everything. Wow. And it's just, I mean, it, it seems like Maui, well, that's, you know, far away. It's really not. I mean, yeah. because it's right here at home. Yeah, it's part of the United States. Right. You know, it's uh, so sad. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that Convoy of Hope. I'll put a link in our show notes for that because I'm always hesitant to give money to something that I don't know what it is, you know, because vultures will swoop in and mm-hmm. start their own thing. And, and where does the money go? Does it go to the salary of the CEO of the, you know, the big charity or whatever? But now that you've said that, that's okay. Well, Love is where I first heard of it. Okay, that's good. You want it to get to them as soon as possible. Right. Yeah, because you know their insurance is going to take forever. Oh, to, it's going to be horrible. Yeah, bless their hearts. We're praying for them, and I know y'all, you guys are too. And I'll put a link to Convoy of Hope, like I said. All right. Well, let's bring it up. <laughs> bring it back up and laugh at me. <laughs> oh, no. I pulled a Dina, as I like to call it. I was getting ready to run errands. I was dressed, ready to go, and wanted to eat. I wanted to eat a big breakfast to get me through the day. Um, normally, I won't eat a really big breakfast. I know you probably don't eat breakfast much at all, do you? Yeah. So I ate a big breakfast, and I got sleepy. That's just what I do. When I eat a lot, I get so sleepy. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to lay down and rest my eyes for just a few minutes before I leave the house. And so I laid down. I had my phone in my hand because I look and text stuff while I'm getting sleepy, and I'm laying there, and I fall asleep. Well, about an hour and a half later, <laughs> I wake up. Uh-huh. And it's the awfulest, groggiest feeling, you know. So I get up. Well, I had fallen asleep on my phone. Like, I had gotten under my face, and I'm laying face first on my phone. I get up, go to the bathroom to brush my hair, and I look, and there's an imprint of the phone on my <laughs> <laughs> A big, deep rectangle on my forehead and the side of my cheek. So deep. I mean, you could feel it. I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> With pillowcases oh, and st- never a phone. Never. Oh, I never did it with a phone either. But the pillowcase, and then it's like when you like sleep somewhere, and then it yeah. like it puts a an indention in your face. But it takes like almost all day to go I away. Know. I just but if I was walking that. around with a phone imprint, <laughs> I don't know. I looked in the mirror and I just kind of looked like what. It's on my face. I thought it was a black streak of some sort. And I was like, no, that's a big hole in my face, a big crevice, a big trench. Did in you my think face. that you become a square box head? <laughs> SpongeBob, SpongeBob. SpongeBob square head. That's uh, it. awful. Yeah, well, I just had to cancel my plans. I mean, you know, I took a wet washcloth and laid on It needs moisture. It needs, I think it's aging skin. I, I don't I know. I can't come out today <laughs> because I've got a phone imprint in my face. That is a Hysterical. Oh, oh my God. word. <laughs> Whew, you made me break out in the sweat. Giggling. 
And of course, I looked and thought, well, your days are in, but you've got a gig off for this week. That's for sure. Well. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture it. I'm sorry. You want to end on that note of a phone face? Or do you have anything? Perhaps? I don't. Well, I mean, it's it was really difficult going from Maui to phone face. <laughs> If I want to be real, real sad right now, yeah. or if I just want to just get in the floor and just like, <laughs> whoa, laughing at me. Oh, God. Is that my new nickname now, Phone Face? The phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Phone Face. <laughs> I just, I really can't believe that. That kills me. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll just add that we really appreciate you listening. And our episodes are Wednesday and Sunday. Our show notes include our links. You can read that if you're listening on Spotify, Amazon. I guess Apple has show notes too. Mm-hmm. And that just tells a little bit about the show, what the show's about. Links to all the info about us. Anything we may have mentioned. So the uh, Convoy of Hope link we mentioned will be on there. Or you can follow us on Facebook and I post it every week, the show notes. A link to the show notes. And we just appreciate you guys. We're Absolutely we do. Yeah. We really appreciate you listening, and we really would appreciate you just following us. Yeah. It would mean the world to us. Yeah. Well, that's all I have. That's all I have (laughs) until Wednesday. That's right. We hope you guys have a great week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Tia Thomas next. I love coming across things that just go woo to me. And I came across Pause for Reflection by Janice Thompson. And here is just one. Here it goes. Dottie, a bull terrier, was a fast learner. She'd only been in her foster home for a matter of days when she figured out the sound of the treat jar. Foster mom Emily would rattle the lid of the jar and the other dogs would come running. They lined up at her feet, obedient pups, until they each received a yummy treat. At first, Dottie jumped up and down like a yo-yo, determined to be the first in line. She tried to snatch the treat out of her foster mom's hand. She didn't understand the word sit. Before long, however, she caught on. If she sat, mom gave her a treat right away, and if she sat, Quickly, she'd even get a pat on the head and several words of affirmation. That felt really good. After a while, Dottie didn't even need to hear the treat jar in order to obey. She didn't depend on favors from mom to offer a gift of obedience. The precious pup just sat because she longed to please her owner. Mom's love was enough of a reward. Maybe you can relate. You've tried to behave, to obey God's commands, You've done so out of a sense of obligation or anticipation of something good from your Heavenly Father. He does love to lavish his kids with sweet treats, after all. But you know what pleases his heart even more? When you obey simply out of your great love and respect for him, what joy that brings to your Father's heart. Today, challenge yourself to obey just because. No arguing, no procrastinating, just pure Holy obedience. I'm going to try it.